What's up, guys? It's the Visions Podcast. We're back again. I'm here with my amazing co-host, JT. We're back with another episode. This episode will be in collaboration with Noof. Um, it's been amazing to do these episodes um, with them, in collaboration um, with them. And uh, we, we hope it's a blessing to you guys. And today, we're going to be talking about um, things that I wish I knew when I first started doing athletics. So this should be a really, really interesting one. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I hope that it's going to be informative for you guys and that you guys can take some things away from it. You can learn from my experiences and hopefully we can answer some of these questions that you guys may have or may want to know. Mm, and there's a lot of questions, so I'm sure most of the questions you guys may have will hopefully be answered. If not, please feel free to you know um, get in contact with Destiny um, or our podcast as well. Um, we both answer our page. So yeah, please feel free to get in contact with us. So the first question is, how should a beginner start sprinting? <laughs> Yeah, no, as a, a beginner, I think it starts by just going to a local athletics track or your local club. Because the good thing about that is when you go to a club, there's an infrastructure in place. So they're going to have coaches. They're going to have set training days and straight set training times. So it gets you used to that kind of routine immediately, especially when you're a beginner. You want to learn how to start running, what running is. And going to a club where they've been around for a while, presumably, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to learn. You're going to be able to pick things up. You're going to be in a group, potentially. You're going to have a coach. Um, and you're going to know what's going on and you're going to be able to find out the inner working. So if you're a beginner, definitely find a local athletics club. If you can, it might be a little bit further away. You might not have one in your area. Um, In that way, it could pose more of a a challenge. You might have to travel a little bit further, but I would definitely suggest going to an athletics club. Um, Or even if you're at school, asking your PE teachers questions as to maybe suggestions or things they might know if you have a particular PE teacher who did track and field or is still involved in it, definitely speak to them, ask them questions, any sort of questions you may have whilst at school um, and see what they may suggest um, as well. But I would definitely suggest going to your local athletics club and getting getting started there and, and trying to just get a feel for it, see if you like it, you might not like it, you might want to go somewhere else. You might It might turn out you think you're a sprinter, but it turns out you're more distance or more of a field event. All of these things you'll be able to find out because you'll be able to try out different things. So mm. for sure. Lovely. Um, and how should this person who's starting out for the first time train for for sprinting and for track i think um you definitely want to be smart in the in the way that you're training i think when i first went to uh, decorum and tring ac which is now called decorum ac but at the time it was decorum and tring ac so that's how i'm going to refer to mm-hmm. them for the sake of mm-hmm. um the, the the podcast but um yeah when i first did, i had no idea what it what it was going to be like and i didn't know what it was going to be so i kind of went all went, went crazy a little bit with it in in the sessions where we were doing runs i just would would just blast all of the runs not knowing i have about four five six <laughs> still to go so don't do that um just ease your way into it you like try and be uh try and pick up on what they're telling you to do especially with drills stretching you're going to learn how to do a proper warm-up coming from a football background the warm-up that we were doing in track was so much more comprehensive you do your jog, you do your stretches, you do your drills. It's actually the, the, the warm-up is even longer than the session itself, and that's going to probably be something that you might not be used to. So just take that all in. Ask questions. If you want to know oh, why do we warm up so long, ask these questions, whatever questions you may have. Um, but just ease yourself in bit by bit. Ask the coach if you're unsure, how fast is this run supposed to be? Because when you first start out, you might not know how to pace yourself yet, especially when mm. with sprints, like what's the difference between 70% and 80% or 95% and 90%, you know, all these sort of things. So... Just asking those questions, but just easing yourself in. Know how fast you're supposed to be going or how slow you're supposed to be going. And then just make adjustments. And you might mess up. You might go too fast and you're very tired and you can't finish the session. Whatever it may be, it's okay. It's all learning, growing, and getting better. Um, But just embrace that as you turn up and as you begin to learn 
um, you'll be able to get better at all of those sort of things, just kind of as I did. And I'm still learning and I'm still trying to grow um, in the sport for sure as well. Lovely. And in terms of like rookie things that, you know, people could, mistakes people can make, what would you say is not a good thing to do before sprinting? Don't go straight in without warming up. Don't, don't like, you might see this at the local county schools, meetings and things like that. Young, young um, children, young athletes just going and just racing without doing any form of warm-up. You know, I yeah. think you definitely need to do some form of warm-up. Go for a lap jog, do a, do a, little, a few sprints, do some stretches, do some dynamic stretches, do things that are going to prepare you for what you're about to do um, because you want to reduce the risk of injury. If you're going in and you're just going to try and sprint as fast as you can without any form of warm-up, your muscles, that's going to shock your muscles. You're, like, you're just going from zero to 100, so you need to be able to build yourself into it. Doing something like jog, you're slowly um, getting your heart rate up, building the temperature of your body, and then you're going to increase the intensity of things with your drills, strides, that sort of things. And I know that not all athletes are going to necessarily know this, but um, if you come across this a podcast, like do a warm up. And if you don't know what kind of warm up you should do, ask your PE teachers or whoever it is that you come to or your coach, whatever it is, so that when you go to these meetings, even if you say you just started out and you've just gone to a club and you're training with them and you inform your coach, oh, I'm doing this county schools meeting, or I'm doing this. What sort of things should I do in, pre in preparation for that? And then and do it because you're going to put yourself in a better position to be able to, to run fast, to be able to finish the race unscathed without being injured. You don't want to pick up injuries. You might not get injured the first time or the second time or the third time, but just you want to be careful. So I definitely say the biggest rookie mistake that people might make or I sometimes see people making is not properly warming up before they're about to race. Mm. It's so important. Mm. Okay. And in terms of like the frequency of training, um, especially starting out, I'm sure a lot of people would want to, ace it as soon as possible and, and be the best from the get-go would you say is it okay to do sprints every day and what days are you know best to kind of rest and recover? i think yeah re recovery days are important even if you're not training it's important to get those recovery days in so you can rest recover you can rejuvenate you can be good to go again the next time you train it depends on your availability it depends on how old you are it depends if you're just starting out you kind of want to ease yourself in it may be two to three sessions a week maybe potentially two or one depending on you might do other sports you might have other mm -hmm. commitments yeah. um, but I think if you're just starting out one to two days works pretty really well and you can kind of progress that as you get older and if you enjoy it the more that you enjoy it the more the more you're going to want to do it so if you really enjoy your training you might want to train another day and you can see what it is that your coach wants to do um, there's conditioning that comes into that as well but as you get older you might have a set day where you're in the gym depending on the level of what it may be or depending on the program that your coach has so I'd say I'd adhere to the way the program is and it's all going to be based off of your availability um, but if you're top level you might sprint two days have a day off or you might sprint two days and be in the gym it all depends everyone's program is very very different um, for me it's it's never going to be two days sprint back to back, especially if it's fast days. You have different sessions. You have speed endurance sessions or a longer session or hills. There's running in different ways and different forms and certain things take more out of you compared to other things. Like doing a block session, you're really going to feel it the next day if you've done a like an intense block session or an intense speed session. Right. If you've done like more longer runs with longer rec with um, short recovery, it's, it's, it's different. It's kind of more um, a different energy system, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say see what your coach wants you to do, see how much you're enjoying it, see how your body reacts and takes to training as well, because your body is definitely going to react to training in one way or another. So see how your body takes to it. 
um, if the one day feels enough for now and as you kind of uh, you're consistently able to continue to keep training and training and training you'll be able to get more used to it and then you can add more days so it's all all of those factors just seeing what your coach says seeing how your body feels seeing how much you enjoy it mm-hmm. all these factors come into it for sure amazing um what would you say and obviously this, the answer to this will probably differ but how Okay, so next question is, um, and obviously the answer to this will probably vary and, and differ, but how long does it take to see results from sprinting? Ooh. Um, Personally, I'm yeesh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I think almost instantly in the sense that once you train in athletics from having not done it, you're going to see a, a, an immediate change in terms of like your body. You're going to feel mm-hmm. things that you may not have ever felt before mm-hmm. in terms of like, being that tired or being that fatigued or having that kind of real muscle soreness is mm. different, completely different to, to, to anything else. Mm. Um, I think for me, my improvement rate, I it was gradual. You, you're going to be able to, depending on your coach and depending on how they, how they see training and what their priorities are, you should see an improvement in your technique, like how you are running, the way that you are running. You might come and you might ha- not have the greatest technique. Your arms might be all over the place. You might be um, landing, the way you're landing on, which might not be great. Um, you might not have much of a dry phase. You might be really tight, all that sort of things. And then as you kind of come from a week by week basis and you iron small bits of that out and you start drilling, you're gonna feel more smooth and more comfortable with your running. It depends on each individual because some people take things a lot quicker than others some people pick things up very quickly some people don't so i think it depends but i think that you'll be able to see results over time and when i say over time i think from when you start to maybe three weeks later of consistent sessions Mm -hmm. you should then be learning the drills you should then be when i say learning like you're starting to do the drills and you're starting to maybe understand why you're doing the drills and what the drills are doing and it should maybe feel a bit different when you run potentially this is all dependent on the individual and and as well as the coach the coach has a lot to do with this because it depends on what the coach gives you the coach may really just ease you into it and another coach may really just put you in there and to see how how you cope so i think it's a case of being patient with something like that and just and just continuing to keep going forward and the best way to be able to know this is by asking your coach is by saying coach are we in a better place than we were two weeks ago what kind of things have i gotten better at and what kind of things do we still need to work on and then also how you feel you might feel a lot more comfortable in the runs you might be a bit more comfortable warming up your fitness levels might increase relatively quickly it all comes down to the individual but i would say just continue to keep being consistent continue to practice continue to turn up to training continue to make those strides and ask those questions whatever questions you may have just continue to keep asking your coach about the things that you want to know you know and finding ways to be consistent and when i say being consistent meaning showing up each time Mm. you know even in the the busyness of life however old you are it might be work it might be school just finding ways to be consistent so you can ensure that you're going to get those benefits of training you know having a week on and a week off isn't ideal especially when you're first coming because you want to be have that continuity so you're able to pick things up because it's always going to be difficult when you first start out and in the journey of just track and field in general is tough but mm. you want to be able to be as consistent as you can and ask as many questions as you can try and pick up as many things as you can whilst you're there at the sessions mm. and um do as much as you can to recover between sessions so that if you have two a week or however many you have a week you'll be ready for the next one that's awesome um now to get into the more technical side of things what would you say is a good swim routine 
Um, That's what for you and me. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Time up, warm up. It can, this can look different. Some people run as part of their warm up, like they'll do some some strides, yeah. or some people do a lap. So starting off with something to get your pulse raised, like a pulse raiser, is really good. Yeah. Uh, so any one of those things, or it could be something else. Um, then you want to go into some stretching, whether dynamic or static. Some people have different views on which one they prefer. I, I like my dynamic, and you can do a bit of statics as well, depending, mm-hmm. uh, just to get the muscles warm and just to get the mo- the body feeling a lot more loose mm-hmm. and limber. Spending some time doing that, then kind of transitioning that into some sh- some drills. Um, these drills are going to work on your specific technique they're going to be things that are going to help mimic the motion of when you are sprinting and they're going to be progressive so you're going to start with one drill and then they're going to progress into drills that are more movement based that are more running based um, the initial ones might be you're going to be moving like going forward but some, something like an a skip and then you might transition that into kind of like a high knee um whatever it may be there's different drills there's different names for the drills which is why i'm not being specific with the names because i don't i don't know all the names i know there's a b c all these different kind of things but it, it, people call the drills different things so i'm, I'm not even gonna bother trying to <laughs> explain the names of them but whatever it might be um with the drills you're gonna that's gonna get you ready to, to start moving that's gonna be the uh the the next bit so you're gonna get into your drills and then that's going to transition you into your running. So once you finish your drills, you then go into what are called strides. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I first learned of what strides are, f- strides for me initially when I started learning was like an extended version of your running. So what you would normally run, you're going to extend more. And this is to kind of increase the stride length and, and the stride frequency. So that's how I understood it to be. And then it kind of changed as I kind of carried it on to now. And those strides are just going to be um, you picking up speed on each one, just just running, getting taking what you've just done in your drills and your warm up and now putting it in, into running. And in those strides, you're going to be able to know how you feel. Um, the drills give you a good a- estimate, sort of, as to where you are at in that day. But once you do the strides, you're going to be able to massively tell how you feel. With something like sprinting, um, if anything in your body is off, you're going to be able to feel it while you sprint because you're l- using so many different muscles. If your calf is a bit tight, you're going to feel it. If your hamstring is a bit sore, you're going to feel it. If your shoulders are tight, you're going to feel it when you're striding. So it's a great way to be able to tell how you're feeling. If you feel nice and loose and limber in your stride, you'll be able to tell that as well. And then you go on from there. And this will all be in trainers initially. And then at the end, then you pick put on spikes, carry on some strides from there. And then whatever session you've got next, you, you kind of get into it. Um, that's kind of basically what I do. Mm-hmm. Some people are different in that, but that's the kind of routine that I follow. And it just really works well to progress it because you're going from low intensity to medium intensity to high intensity. Right. And, you'll be, and doing that gradually helps with... Um, reducing the risk of injury you don't want to go straight to high intensity and as soon as you turn up to the track you're putting on strikes and you're spi- striding 100 miles an hour like no mm-hmm. start off with a relatively light jog or runs or whatever it is and going into your stride uh, sorry going into your stretching mm-hmm. after the stretching going into your drills then after your drills going into the strides and the strides are still not even going to be flat out mm-hmm. full full-on sprints mm-hmm. and then after that you go into spikes where you're going to increase the speed a little bit and then whatever session you have is whatever session you have so that's a routine that kind of i follow yours might be different but that helps to give it a bit of structure and then you kind of know what's coming next and you'll be able to feel the process of going from being cold depending if it's the winter or the summer where you're training where you're not warmed up to really being warmed up limber and ready to go Mm. and i think that leads on to the leads on perfectly to the next question which is how to do all of this without getting tired oh yeah take your time guys take your time when you're doing all of this like Take breaks in between, small little breaks, have a little drink, have a little rest, sit down. You don't want to get too tired. Remember, this is just a warm-up. And even though, as my coach says, it's like the hardest part of the session is the warm-up, you want to take your time with it. So 
do your jog, do your do your jog. You might do your jog and take a little break. It's up to you. Or you might do your jog and then do your stretches and then take a break. Or you might do your jog, stretches, and then drills and then take a break before the strides. Whichever one, but just take a break. Don't do too much. Don't go too crazy with it. Depending on what the emphasis is for your coach, the drills don't necessarily have to be speed, 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 flat out, flat out, because you want to also concentrate on technique. So if you're just starting out, then he might get you, he or she, depending on who's coaching you, might get you to do the drills a little bit slower um, to focus on technique and to get your body in those specific positions that he's trying, he or she's trying to get you to to be in to help you with your running um and then take a little breaks because it's gonna it's, it's tiring absolutely doing those drills doing the stretches all of it to, to get yourself to run is gonna be tiring so take frequent breaks take it bit by bit be intentional with what you're doing um focus on what you're doing even if it's just stretches you want to make sure you're stretching yourself properly to reduce the risk of injuries when you're doing your drills you want to be paying attention to the details um when you're striding you want to be staying nice and relaxed so yeah take 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 breaks for sure yeah and how should you be breathing as you're running and as you're going through these drills just yeah from a um relaxed i mean everyone breathes a bit differently yeah. some sprinters don't even breathe at all when they're running but just nice and relaxed you want everything to be relaxed so mm-hmm. even when you're breathing you don't want to be um you don't want this is a tough one because it depends i've never even really thought much about my breathing as such but i think it's developed as i've trained more i've mm-hmm. kind of learned and found what works best mm-hmm. so i think just relaxed, being mm. having uh, being relaxed in everything that you're doing, even with your breathing. Mm. You don't want your breathing to be too forced or too strenuous, where it's putting any pressure on your chest right. or on your shoulders or on your neck or anything like that. Um, so just trying to keep the breathing relaxed, I would say. Right. Um, now, in terms of preparation, on and off the track, how do you prepare your body for sprints? Um, the best way possible. I think uh, that, that kind of ties into recovery, I'd say. If you, if this is pre-session, then you want to make sure you have a nice meal before you eat, before you train, mm-hmm. like two, three hours beforehand. So when you get there, the, mo- the food isn't like rolling around in your stomach or you're not getting like, um, what's it called? Um, heartburn or yeah. upset stomach or anything like that. You don't want to know that. So eating, having a good meal, um, carbs, protein, all that kind of stuff. Um, you want to have a good meal beforehand so you have... Mm-hmm. You're going to be feeling energized and not feeling flat. It's important to have food because when you're training, that's going to be what you're burning. And then after you finish the training session, you need to put the put the energy and put the food back in uh, from all the energy that you've exu- exerted whilst you were training. Um, so all of that kind of preparation, um, making sure you have all your kit ready and everything that you know you're going to need so you don't have any stress. So you don't turn up to the session and be like, oh my goodness, I forgot it. And then you might not be able to do something and you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure like the day before if you have any niggles or you're feeling tight or anything doing some stretching the night before or, or some icing mm-hmm. depending um, to make sure you're just nice and limber and loose I would say those sort of things would help for sure mm-hmm. um, and just maintaining good communication with your coach finding mm-hmm. out if you know what the session is beforehand and you know how your body's feeling communicating or oh, my body doesn't feel great or mm-hmm. vice versa and then can make any adjustments um, communication is definitely key and what do you say is does that is that the same before a race? Does it differ before a race and and, and training is that the same kind of routine you'd have? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing to really change. I think okay. before a race you want to stay nice and relaxed, nice and chilled. To be yeah. honest with you, um, nothing should really change that much between training and a race because if you train more than you race, so yeah, that sure. routine shouldn't really change all that much. Yeah. Everything just kind of comes down a little bit in terms of the tra- the training sessions, the load. It's kind of emphasis more emphasis on specific sessions when you're doing them, mm-hmm. um, more rest and recovery. Um, keeping the body nice and loose. If you need to get a massage, get a massage or any treatment just to make sure that you're ready to go, that you're 100% on the day, um, taking care of the body. And yeah, just trying to keep it really pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. 
and in order to like make sure that this is balanced and this is all um like your body is in the best condition possible how would you how many hours a day would you say sprinters should be training or have trained or you've trained from the beginning to where you are now uh varies it changes i kind of when you when you go up in the levels you're going to train more um because you're going to need to because it's going to become more demanding and Mm -hmm. You're gonna need to just train a lot more. Basically, when I first started out, I was only doing a couple of days a week. Now it's it's more significantly more than that. It can vary five, six, whatever it may be, yeah. or less. It, it depends on the, on a week by week basis. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely gonna increase in terms of the hours. It depends. It could be from two to four to six, eight, whatever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not eight actually. Actually, it, it depends how long. Some people take a long time to train. They they'll mm-hmm. chill, chat, whatever it may be. Yeah. You get a lot of differences with that. Um, it's about kind of finding whatever works best for you. Depending, you might have two sessions in a day, and that could take a long time. Depending if you have to travel as well to where you're going, and you're t- including in warm up conversations, it might mm-hmm. be a gym session as well where it takes a while between sets, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it depends from person to person. Um, but it's as long as you're prepared for that session in the day, regardless of how long it is or how long it's going to be, and knowing what you're going to do on the day, and um, making sure the next day is going to propel you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next training session or it's going to be get able to give you the necessary recovery to recover from the session you've just done. Mm. And on the topic of gym, some people may not know that a, so a lot of a considerable amount of time is spent in the gym. What would you say sprinters do in the gym and how new sprinters can prepare for that kind of that aspect of training? Um, lots of different things. Uh, uh, Olympic lifts, you might get cleans, you might get squats, you might get um, all kinds, of, you might use machines, you might be more machine based. Again, it depends on how your coach wants to do it. It's just about strengthening. You know, you want to build your power, you want to build your strength as well. Yeah. You want to spend some time getting stronger. Then once you have that strength, you want to put it to power. So mm-hmm. being able to use, move moderate to heavy weight quickly, mm-hmm. um, all those sort of things. You want to build up strength. So it's all kind of gradual. Um, it's about being taught how to lift effectively as well as safely. It's all about being able to do these lifts safely because it is very dangerous in there. It took me a long time to learn all the different kinds of lifts, clean, squats, and I'm still um, working to get better at each and every one of them in terms of my technique. So um, you can expect to, it's an adjustment. Some people like me, I didn't enjoy the gym initially. I thought, oh, why do I have to do this? I just want to run. But then you kind of realize it, it is quite important and yeah. you get to kind of enjoy it more. Once you're able to do the lifts properly, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Um, but also understanding not everyone is the same. Some people might not, it doesn't matter how great their technique is, they're just not able to lift a lot of weight. And that's okay, you just make adjustments. It might be they need to do more body weight stuff or whatever it may be. It's, everyone's different. Some athletes, sprinters specifically, might love the gym and love lifting and love doing all that kind of stuff in there. Some might not as much, but it's about seeing the benefit of it, knowing that it's, it's to help you get stronger and trying to make the adjustments, making sure you have a coach there if you can, especially if you're a young athlete, you might not necessarily be in the gym straight away. They're going to try and get you doing more body weight stuff, push-ups, push-ups, push ups, crunchies, um, squats, or all that kind of circuit-based exercises just to get you conditioned. You know, it's all about being fit for purpose. So mm-hmm. you want to be conditioned for what it is that you have to do because your body does take a lot of impact and force um, when you're running at those high speeds. So the gym and conditioning circuits, whatever it may be, is all going to help you to do that. So you never quite know how you're going to take it when you go and how your body's going to feel the next day, especially when you lift. You might finish a session and you feel you feel great. You're like, yeah. And then the next day it hits you like a ton of bricks. You get DOMS, which I didn't really know what it was. And for those that don't know, it's called d- delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. I think I remember one of the first few times I went in the gym uh, for like a school when I was in sixth form. We had to do something involved with that. I did a session in there. And the next day my muscles were so sore I could barely move my legs and my arms. It was crazy. I asked my um, PE teacher why what's going on. And he said, ah, oh, you've got DOMS. I was like, what's that? And he said, delayed onset muscle soreness. It hurt so bad. It was so, so, so painful. But as you go to the gym more frequently, um, yeah. it kind of alleviates that. And once you have better... Um, what's it called um 
recovery methods, then you can also help to reduce the impact of that. So, yeah, that's what I would say. And last but not least, a banger of a question that not even sprinters have asked, but a lot of people have asked is, is being fast, is being a fast sprinter genetic, purely genetic? I think to an extent it is. I mean, my, my father ran um, and my mother was very much involved in sport mm. when she was young as well. So I think I probably did get those genes mm. and both, I have, a, I have a sister and she took port, p- took part in sport mm. as well um, as, as a youngster. So I think so to an extent. I think um, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I, I do, I would say so, yeah, to an extent. But I think if you go out there and you really enjoy sprinting and you want to get quicker, I think anyone can get quicker sure, from training. Sure. I absolutely agree that anyone could go out there and if they got proper good training and dedicated and kept to it, they can get quicker. Because yeah. it's the same thing what people say in the gym, like some people are just genetically big. I have seen people that in school, they're just big yeah. and they've done no form of training. Yeah, yeah, and then there's other people that were really skinny and then now they're really big because yeah. they've just trained a lot. Yeah. So I think it depends on the training. Genetics will help you initially. Like it did for me when I was young, I just kind of ran and I just yeah. so happened to be fast. I didn't really realize that I was fast. I just like to run. It gave me a building point, and then you kind of have to push on from that. Yeah. But you definitely can't just think, "Oh, I'm genetic, so I can't. Tra- I don't have to train. I'll just keep. I'll just. I'm just like this." Like, no, you can't have that attitude. You need yeah. to just always want to be better. And if it so happened to be that your parents ran, and that's cool, and that and that, that helps you out. That's a blessing for sure. Um, but if not, it it shouldn't necessarily put you at disadvantage um, to in terms of having that willingness to train. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever cards you have been dealt, will have, just if you enjoy sprinting and you enjoy training, go and see. See what you can do. Yeah, don't think, don't be caught up in comparison to other people's talent. You know. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I never even think about things like that. I'd, n- I'd never really thought about that question to be honest. And for myself, really, I don't know uh, because I can't. It's funny. I can't even definitively hundred percent say. Oh, I got this genetically from my mother and dad. I know they yeah. did do sport and they ran and whatnot, but yeah, they, I, I could have not been involved in sport in any way, shape, or form. I could have just not liked it. Yeah. You know, I could choose to know to not do it. So it, it, it is dependent on your choices too. Some people might not ever find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people, people might never find out because they might be like, mm, I don't really like sport. You know, they might have the ability and be really good at it and just and choose not to do it. I've seen many examples of people Massive. that were great yeah. at rugby or football or track, whatever it is, and they're just like, mm, I don't really want to do it. It's good naturally. I'd rather just stay that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So guys, yeah, be sure to take the shot. If you feel like you can get you good at training, you are passionate about it. Don't stop yourself because, oh, this person, that person's better. Nah, you do it. Go for it. If you think you're you're willing to go for it, do go for it. And 100%. Yeah, that's it from us. Um, anything else, Des? No, I hope it's been informative. Um, I really, really do. Um, if you have any questions, please do reach out to me individually or shout the um, shout us on our Divisions podcast um, on our different um, social media platforms. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope it's been a blessing to you guys. God go bless you guys. Take care, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one for sure. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.